electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Nearly 300,000 square feet, Mike, and Uber is just really the latest piece in a very dire vacancy situation here in San Francisco. It's also a prime example of how the city will struggle to bring back workers and its economy. Uber's shiny new headquarters, that was planned in a very different era long before the pandemic. A million square feet of office space next to the Chase Center, home of the Warriors. Two commercial kitchens staffed by award-winning chefs, wellness suite, edible garden, child care center, all of the amenities the tech workers had grown accustomed to if they weren't now working from home. Now, since 2021, before Uber even moved into that new campus, there were speculations circulating that the company would unload a chunk of it. But what has changed over the last year or so is what's happened to a lot of companies here in the Bay Area. Cost cuts, the efficiency drive, the stickiness of remote work, especially in technology. Meta has eliminated nearly half a million square feet of space. Google could have to pay half a billion dollars to shrink its own footprint. Pinterest and Reddit, they have slash space as well. That list, of course, goes on. We're talking about it all the time. And I know that you guys have a similar problem in New York, record office vacancies that are broader to, that are essential, rather, to the broader Manhattan economy, property taxes, the city's budget. Here in San Francisco, I just want to put it in perspective. Some are wondering where the bottom even is. Total vacancy is 26% here. That is 10 percentage points higher than New York's. And much of our sublease space is concentrated in big tech. As some of those leases expire in the coming years as well, guys. That vacancy rate is expected to tick up further. And, you know, I go back and forth on both coasts. And even where we are one market, a lot of those smaller businesses haven't got back up running since the pandemic ended. Um, and, and that kind of tells you how long it's taken for San Francisco to come back. And maybe it's not going to come back for some time still. Yeah, I mean, Deirdre, you mentioned the contrast with New York, where it's bad enough in terms of vacancies, yeah. but you do have the big financial services companies really trying, I think, to be more aggressive in terms of getting people back for multiple days a week. Uh, this is not Uber saying we're going to have X number of employees uh, in an office somewhere, right? They're not choosing another city. It's just that they're kind of institutionalizing a general dispersed work from home model. Yeah, and that's a great way of putting it. It's more institutionalized here, maybe in the Bay Area. Uber has a hybrid work policy, so workers are expected to go into the office some days a week. But there's less of a discussion here about sort of that pressure to get employees back into the office. You kind of have to be here to get work done, like you hear at the financial services companies. You know, I was talking to Drew Houston, the CEO of Dropbox, a few weeks ago, and they were the first company to say, we're actually going to go remote first. And I asked him how that was going. He said, great, it continues to help us hire. And I said, well, if you have to do layoffs, which they recently did, do you choose those workers that are maybe all remote? He said, no way. So I, there is just a very different mentality here. I don't know if that changes, but it does feel like that remote work is a bit more institutionalized. Deidre, when you're talking to CEOs about this sort of move, are you, are you getting crime as a reason also to go remote as opposed to occupy space physically? It's a good question. I mean, it's never been great here in San Francisco, and it got worse during the pandemic. But you'd have to ask, you know, like Mayor London Breed, who is trying to encourage companies to open back up. But it's hard to when exactly you hear about the crime rate here in San Francisco and um, 
not having people back in the office doesn't help sort of make that situation any better. So when I do talk to CEOs, um, I won't say which ones because no one really wants to admit it, but they do cite sort of the state of San Francisco as part of the reason why their workers aren't eager to come back into the city. All right, Deidre, thanks so much. Micron shares falling nearly 3% today. They're off the lows, though, after China says the company poses a security risk and is barring Chinese companies from buying its chips. Christina Partsinevelis has more in today's uh, tech check. Christina, why Micron? Well, it wouldn't be a complete ban on Micron's products. Uh, only those network and infrastructure-related memory chips, which is actually a smaller business compared to the smartphone PC memory chips that Micron also sells into China. Management earlier this morning said those chips should not be affected by the ban, which should mitigate the revenue impact to a certain extent. Last year, 11% of its total revenues came from China. Since the ban pertains to the what they're calling the critical information infrastructure, so really that's just network working and all that, that 11% would shrink down to about 2% of total revenues. And this according to a Bernstein analyst. So it's a little bit smaller than what we would normally think the impact would be. And falls in line with what the CFO said this morning at a JP Morgan event, that revenue would be impacted by single digit percentage. Shares are falling, but they're off the lows from this morning. But there's an overhang, Kelly, that remains. And Tyler, Chinese customers could start to pivot their supply chains away completely from Micron for fear of further restrictions in the future. And that would also benefit South Korean competitors like Samsung and SK Hynix. But the U.S. does have some leverage given Samsung and SK Hynix are currently relying on U.S. licenses from the Department of Commerce to maintain normal operations in China amid all of these export restrictions. That's because those two companies have foundries in China. So sentiment on the street right now is still pretty bullish, and that's because of the notion that the memory market may actually be bottoming with strength in the second quarter, and that would offset any drop in revenue that we're seeing from this ban. So the, the scuttlebutt from traders, Christina, is that China's targeting Micron because uh, it's easier to replace. You know, and look at the spat with Korea already, where we're trying to ask them not to step in and fill uh, the, their supplies. They're sort of saying we're going to leave it up to the companies. But could at some point as China's supply chain um, continues to grow in advance, you do wonder or people are speculating, OK, well, then could some of the more significant tech companies be next? Those who make GPUs and CPUs and maybe even an Apple someday. Well, it, you just it, you really touched upon it. Micron, unfortunately, is the least important to China compared to the other players because the other players like AMD or Qualcomm, et cetera, are used for military, are used for artificial intelligence. They're more important to the country, which is why they may not be targeted like Micron. Qualcomm, though, there was a quick little note from Evercore ISI, and they said potentially China could stop paying Qualcomm's uh, QTL, which is really just their patent business, stop paying those payments. So maybe Qualcomm would be affected. But the United States right now needs to get other allies on board, like South Korea, those two names that we talked about, or else this could escalate a lot further. And it just shows how intertwined all of the supply chains are right now. But lastly, Kelly, there has been tension before with Micron. Micron sued United Microelectronics uh, several years ago, which is a Taiwanese firm over IP theft. theft. So that could also be part of the reason, too, why Micron uh, was a little bit of a target in this, uh, in this escalation. Interesting. Christina, thank you very much. Christina Partsinevelis. You have a vision for your business. Your priority might be to expand facilities or bring in the best talent. At Century Insurance, we listen, learn, and work to understand your business and your plans to help protect your new locations. As your business evolves and your vision comes true, Sentry 
right by you. Property and casualty coverages and render written and safety services are provided by a member of the Century Insurance Group, Stevens Point, Wisconsin. For a complete listing of companies, visit Century.com. Policies, coverages, benefits, and discounts are not available in all states. See policy for complete coverage details.